Benzion Griper. Seven one eight three three nine six zero two zero. Beginning usually we begin around nine fifteen Monday mornings and play it again <clears throat> Sunday night around five p.m. And we have a hundred forty hundred forty page book on it's called Diamond Polishing dealing with marriage. And one can <clears throat> get it by say www radio. <clears throat> jradio.com or the text 347-927-8398 and plus for speaking engagements. So it's an important time. We have <clears throat> Purim in a few weeks. So it's time to up the ante. But to up the ante, we have to up ourselves a little bit. So we begin a little bit with our safety declarations from called safety booklet with the hamburger Tamir Ramilla. Perm safety. Do not let inexperienced drivers on the road. Sometimes younger men are driving and it's not safe. Be extra careful about obeying traffic regulations. Children should be careful in crossing the street. So if any, if you suspect any from drinking, by no means let him drive. And if your son is collecting seduction, make sure they're a responsible driver. It's an important time. You can make the biggest Kiddush Hashem on Purim. Fab deal to the other days of the year that the nations have where they dress in costumes and it's very nice but here is when we show the real actus and loving Kal Yisrael and concerning Purim there was a tape 633 Rara Miller on Purim <clears throat> so to begin because the talk today will not be really directly at Purim but the Rev spoke for about five minutes on the greatness of Hashem. That was the beginning of the preface to Purim. The whole universe, energy, matter. The Rev said, for example, in a dime, <clears throat> if that matter is changing to energy, it can blow up a city. An atomic bomb. The power in every particle in this universe is mind-boggling beyond, beyond. So we live in a kind of miracle world. And then if you want to go to the planet Earth, miracles of the planet Earth and the sun and the gravity and everything that's working in sync, miracles of this planet Earth... And again, the stars and everything working in unison. It's quite vast and quite outstanding. And to realize the power, power, power going on is coming from the Boreolum. And the rub continued and said, and Shem decided to pick this little earth in the mix of all things. It's a very... Very tiny measure. 
And yet, Hashem picked the earth, be the place where Hashem's presence and all the action is going to happen. Then on this big earth, and I'm sorry, for us it's big, but it's on this small earth, Hashem picked some protoplasms, a people. And these people, Hashem said, my thoughts are on these people. Which is another mind-boggling event. The Creator, the most powerful, could do anything, anytime, past, present, and future are the same. Everything's happening, happened, will happen. Everything that happens, every move that's made is only by the will of Hashem. Power, power beyond. That the sun goes this way and goes stars and meteors, things that happen. And yet, chose Avram Yisrael Yaakov. Chose you. So we have to get a little bit stickle, a, a feeling how... <laughs> Incredible, we have it. The creator of the whole universe decided to have thoughts on us and for the good of us. Everything happens for us. And when it seems, like last we spoke, it's good and bad, it seems, but everything is for the best. And we have to understand that and feel that <clears throat> as most as most as much as we can. So now, since right now we're now trying to get the feeling of the Bori Olam who runs everything, the most powerful the thoughts on you, on you. Everyone listening, on you. And then I'm sure spoke this week concerning this you. Everyone gets a half. The Mishkan, we're giving a half. Why a half? Because everyone's part of the whole. Everyone gets a whole, so everyone thinks they're by themselves. No, we're part of a cloud. We're all one big team. Rabbi Sal used to say, we're all one big body. So how could a person speak Lashon Hara? How could you speak against your left arm, right arm? How could you speak against yourself? Ramashur added that on Shabbos is also the special oneness. Unless we parse with Maxley Shekel that we read Shkolem. There's a oneness that all people were all together. We're all together. All in one, one big body. But a Chiddush, a new novel idea that was said here is that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the power that we can daven for the Ruchnius, for the Ruchnius of everybody. Shabbat not supposed to use for Fufuas in certain situations, but Rufuah, you can't ask for yourself, your soul, and everybody else's soul around. You could ask that example, you have a son, you feel having some trouble. You should daven. The rookness of my son should, he should grow, he should stay away from bad influences and say for my daughter, say for my friends, it could be parents, it could be mates, it could be anything. Anyone, including ourselves, we can daven for each other because it's all one big body. So we have to understand that <clears throat> each person in this body is, is powerful. 
a body that has chas v'sholem, chas v'sholem, chas v'sholem, a cancer cell, the whole body looks great. But little by little, it could be trouble. Or pain. Have a pain in your tooth? It's a little tooth compared to your whole body. Yet you're out, of, you're out of whack, out of functioning. A toe, a toenail. You're out of whack. When you're eating something delicious, all of a sudden you feel something in your mouth. It's the thinnest hair. And you can't eat. So you see... And one person told me one that he told me his wife had a stroke, and the doctor said it was only because a little, 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 little blood clot, so little you couldn't even see it. That's why a whole her whole side of the body was paralyzed. So you see, in the positive mode, that everything that you do is important. The rub said a tremendous thing said concerning the power we have a person who misses putting on the fillin that can created a world shattering event earthquake what i call it a spiritual earthquake it might be even physical too but a person who doesn't put on the fillin in the morning has created an earthquake a person who missed mintra who decided, I don't have to, whatever it is, has created a world earthquake in the negative way. So we could take it the other way. person who puts on the filling in the morning is creating a positive earthquake. The whole world is shaking with goodness, with the love of Hashem, with a certain creativeness that's helping the world. It's not just a mintra. You're davening and the women who pray in the morning and say to him in the morning. It's a catastrophic event that's in a positive way. You are creating universes. Sounds over-exaggerated, but it's not. It's really not. We have to understand, you have to, you have to feel when you daven, when you pray, when you talk to Hashem, when you do schusim, do things for schus, schusim for others and for the well-being of others, this is not just a nice thing you're doing. It actually has power. It actually has power. And if you look at the things you ask for on a daily basis, from getting up and walking and talking and, you know, from seeing and hearing and a warm house and money and everything else. If you look, most of the time, or a lot of the time, it's happening. You're getting what you want a lot, more than a lot. But unfortunately, that's the way it is, natural. Or I deserve it already, or I take it for granted already. But we have to understand what we're praying for is 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 happening. It's happening. And on a world scale, people dive in every day for the well-being of the people in Eretz Yisrael. And you see, in general, it's pretty well over there. There's moments, there's scares, and unfortunately, horrific events. But on the whole, it's, it's good. 
Most are eating, most are learning and working, and families are growing. There's a lot of good. And don't think your prayers are going for nothing. That you pray for the well-being. And no terrorist attacks. And you pray that everyone should get along. These things are taking effect. They're taking effect. There's normality in general. Because you are praying for it. You are asking. You are asking for Fuas, Yeshua's. So, this is real. So the power in a person is tremendous. You may say, how come I don't have the money I need here? How come I don't have the shidduch I want? How come I having trouble here? Try That's all good questions. But we can't leave behind us the prayers and the actions and the words that are being done that are positive and constructive and building the world and keeping the world safe and making shaduchim, keeping marriages together. There's so much you're doing that's doing that, that's saving children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, parents, relatives, everybody. And we have to be as endless as possible, keep trying as much as possible, and it happens. But don't lose sight of your power on one hand, and on the second hand, Hashem loves you. He's taking care of you. He's giving so much for what you want and what you need and what you pray for. So, it's important to look a little bit again at this facet of the power of a person. To look at yourself. To look at... Not only me, little protoplasm over here, and Hashem, his thoughts are on me. Imagine, you're thinking now, Hashem's thinking your thoughts now, helping you move, talk, walk, see, hear, right with you, with your thoughts, He's with you, with you. Watch our thoughts. But on the other hand, we could do, be thankful in our thoughts, be productive in our thoughts. And Hashem gives us the opportunity to do things that you see yourself. A person is trying to work on being a good person. We work, we work. We talk about every day about we daven, you know, against the, we don't want to, you know, we don't want a bad din. We daven for Rachamim. We daven for so many things. So many things. So a person, to look, you try to get along with others. You try to do good things. There's so many things a person's trying to do that we can't leave aside. We can't leave aside. And with that, that we know there's so many people who take care of us and care about us. There's a lot of people that care about you, have cared about you. Sometimes we miss the boat. We don't really think about it too much. What do you think about it when we hear the word no? But it's very important to know everyone should feel their people, their parents, their children, their mates. People care about you. They actually care about you. Sometimes how they voice it, how they say it, it might not be the way you like it, <clears throat> but it's important. Get it to your head that people care about you, that people love you. With parents, a spouse, children, rebellion, friends. Chazarova, this feeling that Shem's thinking about you and he's sending people your way to help you. 
on a constant basis. The right people at the right time. Very nice. Someone yesterday had to go to a play. Big Bay Shaco play. <clears throat> so this young girl was going with her father. And on the way, she got a phone call. And uh, the phone call, the friend had no one to go with. Parents weren't available at the moment. So this girl decided to go back, get the girl, and then walk with her. And took her out of her way, 20 minutes. And it looked like <clears throat> it was a hassle, a problem. But she did it. Then all the walk going back with the girl now and her father, car drove up, a friend of the father, ended up driving to the, to the play. Well, if she didn't think of this idea to help her friend, so what would happen? They would have walked and they would have been on the train. Who knows what it what would have, would have took a while. <clears throat> but you see, the goodness of the act had an effect, had an effect, like pretty clear. And then to go back again, we have to understand <clears throat> Hashem loves us. It's crucial. We always repeat the same things. Hashem loves you. He's given you clothes. And you have your glasses and shoes and shelter and a bathroom. Refrigerator. We have streets that are so nice to walk on. This winter, I guess, there's a lot of coverings with the clothes. It's still cold, but a lot of layers and cars, trains, and then we have all the water we want. It's on and on and on. And Hashem gives us learning, learning the Halakha Torah. Ali Mansur speak last night and spoke about the <clears throat> Gemara, how it's mutuka, it's sweet, it sweetens up the, the harsh din. The person's learning, it really helps more than we think. Other than the ideas and the, the the learning, the teachings, it has an effect, has an effect, has an effect. I'm making things better for you. And someone with a question, a man to ask someone, big tacham, big chacham, concerning, <clears throat> what about the wife? Is it quoted Gomorrah saying she gets more schar than the husband? That's a hard one to understand. So Chacham said, how? There's a nice little funny story, but the truth of the matter is a lady has to understand too. To push the husband to learning. Of course, they have to work together and make sure she is helping the house, and et cetera, et cetera. But it's the hardest thing, the husband comes home and let him go out again. I mentioned, uh, this is a made-up story, but the husband goes, she goes, honey, can I go to learn? He goes, yeah, two hours, eight, ten, ten o'clock. He leaves the house, <clears throat> circles around a little bit, 8.15, he gets a spot, finds his Gemara, all of a sudden, well, he needs a coffee, and he has to go to the bathroom. And out of that two hours that he's learning, could be less than half, it could be half. So he gets a reward for those 45 minutes. She gets a reward for two hours. So ladies, you have to understand, when you're pushing your husbands to learn Torah, that was very hard. There's a lot of reward Hashem is giving you for it. And it's for the safety of the home. The safety is guarded. The safety guards the home. Then, of course, Hashem gave us the Shabbos. Hey, Shabbos. So much, so much. Think about Hashem created the world out of nothing. Hashem gave us the Torah. He gave us family. 
Nachnim as friends. It's very, very crucial of all that Hashem has given us. And to understand that it's on a constant basis. And to review from your health to your home to your family what you have. And, you know, Baruch Hashem, that after understanding the Bari Olam is taking care of every aspect, his only thoughts are on you. On you. So, the next step <coughs> is, here's a Ginsburg brought up some stories with Rabbi Yosol Slantas, his yacht site was last week. That was the founder of Musa. But the stories were unbelievable. Musa means in this, really the proper instruction to make a mensch out of yourself. Musa is to make you make a human being. Now, one time, a person called his Rebbe and said, Rebbe, every time I learn Musa, I learn Musa. I learn the teachings. I feel worse. So he goes, good, you're becoming a human being. Becoming a human being. Seeing who you are, how you are. How can I raise my voice? How can I, when do I talk? How do I talk? It's all part of the story. And a person has to see that the Musa is being a nice guy. There's a lot of Musa with yourself, dealing with Hashem, but dealing with yourself and others. So there was a story told <clears throat> that a person loaned the yeshiva money, Chalantas yeshiva, and it was a thirty-day deal. Before thirty days, Chalantas uh, was going to give it back earlier. Earlier, I said Bachum, what do you give? What Rabbi's giving it back earlier. We can use the we can use the money. What do we have to give it back earlier? The Rebbe said that this person lent me money. There's such a big thing. But he needs, he needs tochacha. He needs a constructive criticism, we call it. And they go over to a woman and give him constructive criticism. Give him tochacha. He's not going to listen so fast. He might not talk to me anymore. But now, if I give it back earlier, he'll be so thankful. And then I'll give him the biggest compliments. Then I'll introduce the idea of tochacha. And so you see the sensitivity, and we're going to see in a while the sensitivity to others. It's a big Musa Haskell, how we have to deal with each other. Is with the, you know, the cake and sweetness and chizik, that's MS and compliments. And then if you have something to say, even then today you have to be very careful how the criticism comes. And usually, if it's constructive criticism, it doesn't matter. It's still taken in a negative way. That's today. But the point of the matter is to be very, very, very sensitive to where the other person is coming from and how to help them. I'm saying rebuke is the way in certain matters, but the preliminaries are necessary. Another story was brought. Someone else I heard it because I was very big on 
trying to bring people back to Yiddishkeit. Like the story, uh, the book by books by Marcus Lehman. He tried to <clears throat> get them in, rewritten in the home language. Also, there were big ports in Europe that were a lot of Jews working there, but they had to work Shabbos. They sort of Israel would go down to the ports, speak a little bit, talk to them a little bit, and told them, you know, you can write with your left hand on Shabbos. I told them little things that were necessary, but not right away, let's go to shul. And second thing that shul did was a tremendous thing. When the men started coming to shul on Shabbos, maybe after we'd go to work, he would tell them in shul certain things. But if there are other ones in shul who were more religious or called more from, he would not speak about, well, you can write with your left hand. Because that might make other people lower their standards. And eventually, these port workers became regular Shoma Shabbos. You see the genius, the sensitivity on dealing with them on their level. And on the same, being able to deal with the people who are from a, on their level and not to break them down. So the sensitivity <clears throat> to others is a crucial step. After, again, we realize who we are and the power we have. We have to understand a word has power. Our words have such, such power. Deeper has such power. And how you orchestrate, how you orchestrate your language is, is very, very crucial. So today we were going to look at Rabbi Miller's Eighth Commandment of Marriage. <clears throat> Which is love your spouse like yourself. And Another way to look at it is don't do to your spouse what you don't want done to you. It's an important point. And the sensitivity, again, you have to use your seichel. Again, Shem's thoughts are on you. She has given you so much. She's giving you seichel and also ways to figure out. You don't have to react right away. In situations. For example, do you like the following when people speak calmly to you and clearly to you? Do you like that? Yes. Same thing. We should try to speak to our mate like that. Calmly and clearly. And <clears throat> compliments on your attributes person says to you a emistic a compliment it feels good even though okay some of us run away because we know who we really are but most people in general like those kind of compliments so you like such things you feel good about such things you can give it to others too give them compliments about positive things I told there was a man once that 
He went to Virginia to work for 29 years because he had to go to work there. And Miller said, you can work there, but your family is stay in Brooklyn. Family became B'nai Torah. He told me the <clears throat> man who went for 29 years, every night he'd call his wife and say, I love you, honey. See, those dividends, the encouragement, it made her feel and him feel like millions, like millions. So the, the idea of encouraging others is urgent. And to be sensitive to others is urgent. And not to do to others that you don't want to do t- done to yourself. For example, there's a thing which recently came across dealing with children, but same situations also with mates too. That one situation recently <clears throat> where at home the mama, good mama, but very critical with the children. I've seen it the other way around too. And <clears throat> be careful with this. Everything was a long discussion. You're going to bake in the kitchen with me. You're going to go buy this clothes. You're going to buy this friend. Everything was a very big discussion. And unfortunately, it chased the daughter away pretty much. On the other hand, the the papa, he laid back and said nothing and really didn't support the wife too much. And so that was destructive. But the point is here, and sometimes another story, that... uh <clears throat> Certain grandmother called me and said, you have to help my son. And two of the first children went a little off and the rest are okay. So I spoke to the son said, the first two, I would tell them what they were doing. They're doing it wrong. I told them so. I told them I would make sure, do this, do this, make sure. And I realized afterwards they didn't want to talk to me too much. And unfortunately, I lost them. He spoke to me how to get them back, et cetera, et cetera. And my other children, after that, I learned to... Compliment. But again, we, we sometimes do things that this is what a mother does, this is what a father does. But you have to catch yourself. The other person on the other side is a human being. You're dealing with a human being with their failing, their feelings are facts. Same with a husband and wife. You're dealing with your wife, her feelings are facts. You're dealing with a husband, her feelings are facts. So even though you might be a million percent right but how the approach that's an important factor and recently another one a little young girl like 12 years old so again white mother's very good mother but everything's analytical discussion 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 and the, the girl's growing up very nervous the husband tries to talk so he's we're talking a little bit about how the mother let her make the home just mainly a loving home as much as possible. Kisses in the morning, homework, sleep, as much love as possible. But the husband and wife should talk beforehand on the same page. That if things come up a little too much, the mother can say, let's talk to Abba, let's talk to Tati, let's talk to Daddy. So in other words, probably about going to sleep, getting up or whatever it is. So this way the child knows 
there's the same page. And the second thing is, the father has to be very proactive. Not in a way of analyzing with the child, not a way of being so harsh, but the way of speaking nicely to the child about the morning, what you do to mommy and how to get up. and Who knows if it will change anything? But at least the child will like being home with the mama. And the father, <clears throat> the child could learn from the patience and trying to show direction in a, a strong, firm, but proper way. If anything's going to be done, anything's going to be accomplished, that's a root. And <clears throat> it's important to create the home with the children are happy coming home. It's very important, urgent, happy coming home. So parents have to analyze and review, maybe go to a Rebbe to discuss, but they should feel a happiness when they come into the home. And, But if we're acting like parents, and even though right, he should do this, he do, but still, it's the approach. It's how and when. <clears throat> Especially today, we live in the world, if you say no to your child, all of a sudden, you don't like me, you don't love me, I'm I mean, the, the things we hear, 99% of the time, 100% of the time, you're doing for them, all of a sudden, one thing, you don't love me, you love Chaim better than me, they come up with stories. Years ago, they were, the word was abuse. In, in the air. Even though in yeshivas they might not teach us so much, at home they don't teach us things, it's in the air. Remember, a parent came to me, so I, so I gave him a little patch, he ran in the street and he yelled abuse. Only time he ever hit the boy, the little patch, and it was behind his whole life. But that was the words. So we're in a pretty wild world out there. You spoke to the child a little bit, abuse means someone calls to the agencies and you're not home anymore. So the kid woke up to the idea not to talk. But today too, so a parent would be very, very didactic and careful how how he speaks and in what tone of voice and even if there is that reaction how to respond could be I hear you're upset you should go to your room we'll talk later who knows you have to figure out something even though it doesn't seem it's what he's saying or she's saying to the other parent or yourself you still have to see how to neutralize it and calm things down. And later you can go speak to your son and daughter. Go, that's not, listen, that's not the way to speak to mommy. I know you're upset. So let's think over it and what can we do about it. So all of a sudden, child has a, a confidant, someone that he can speak to. And the same with couples also. Couples also the, the idea of how to speak to a mate. You know, husband comes home. <clears throat> we mentioned many times. You know, Miller's first command was be realistic, expect the unexpected. So unfortunately, we come home and it's all expected, but to us, it's unexpected. I want my time. <laughs> You know, so a man comes in, if he decides to create a situation, he comes in ready to help, ready to give his wife a big hello, and ready to play with each child, and whatever else he has to do at home. So he can create it. But a person walks in this house, the hard day's stam, 
didn't do anything to relax before he walked in, like a walk around or a little donut. Walks in tense, and all of a sudden, the child pulls, just pulls a little messy house, and the wife right away goes, did you get the milk? He goes, no, I can even get the milk, a big thing. And all of a sudden, there's a he's going into a big war zone. That's how he feels. And then, unfortunately, he might have control himself so well. So these all deal with that these unexpected events... He wasn't prepared to come in <clears throat> a little numb, not to react. I would mention to the wife, the husband to the wife, come in a little calm if you can give the, the no tension zone theory. Put that into play. No smoking zone, no tension zone. They come in with a nice hello. Even though the house is looks in turmoil, he smells the nice room from the kitchen, or he, he did something very special, he says it, or her earrings look nice, jump at it. He focuses on the positive, on the real positive energies. Ask him something, sure, I'm ready to go, ready to go. And the whole house watches this whole scene. And Abba is being calm, and Abba is right away ready to help. Not being told what to do, they, they know. And they see that when Mama says something, maybe... Oh, sharp word, and he instead of jumping, he goes, "I hear your point. It's not so simple. It's hard, and whatever, whatever, whatever." And he deals with di- diplomatically. It's a whole different house, a whole house, and he goes there encouraging others. He's everybody's cheerleader. It's a different house, a different house. It all matters. Don't do to others you don't want done to you. If someone, you were in the house, you were the mama going through, who knows, this one's crying, toilet was overflowing and supper and phone calls and no one wants to do homework with you today and all of a sudden someone comes in, what would you like to be done to you at this moment? Someone said, calm you down, make you feel comfortable, make you feel you, must be so hard, that's what you want to hear. So you said you come in, man comes in and gives it to her over the head. <clears throat> You're not doing what you want done to you, that's for sure. You know, the way around, too, what happened. The man comes home. Day is full. So there's a lot of tension. Walks in, too. Again, he should be calm, but if not, <clears throat> she could put a nice bread for him. But she doesn't expect the unexpected, but he might have a little growl on his face. He might say, where is this? He might say, but we know it's going to be said already, yet it's still... The unexpected is uh, the expected is unexpected. The same thing. Still react. You weren't here all, all day with the children. I'm a single parent, and these are the lushing of the world. And he's in his mind. He works. He's trying to make ends meet. Or in many different ways make ends meet. And he comes in. So she, in her ultimate wisdom, goes, "How would I f- want to be met?" By my mate. He comes in. I know I'm tense, the lady could say. I, I'm going up to up to here. I can't take it. But when he comes in, I'm going to treat him. Uh, I won't do to him that I don't want done to me. Hi, hi, sit down. Oh, he starts grumping a little bit. Sit down, a little watermelon, a little spread. Sit down for 10, 15 minutes. Here's your safer. Here's your... Let him. Give him that 15, 20 minutes. 
sounds more. Sounds. You'll see a different husband. But point out, you don't. You don't want your. Can imagine you came in and then the other way around. Your husband go. How come he didn't get this? Why didn't you do this? How come this? How come that? Maybe she person's right, but right or wrong is not the issue so much. It's the presentation. Shalom's the issue. See, the Musa we learn is also Lanza's issue. How do I say things on the level the other person that they the other person can hear it, understand it, and feel secure and comfortable? And how I can calm them down, relieve them. Relieve their nerves, be a bomb on their wounds. It's a very important thing. So, crucial factor in any situation you go. Your boss at work. Somebody hears stories. Nice fellow, but at work. Rah, 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 rah. A, think. Think if you were the worker. What do you mean? They have to be told what to do. But think, think if you're on the other side. Not saying the other, not saying you don't have to be stern. You have to be stern maybe as a, the employer, the boss. But think, how would you feel on the other side? Many, many times, unfortunately, the other side that the employer, the boss was on the other side. And he got bopped over here. But yet, he gets into the position and he does his own bopping now. It's, it's not working. Many times you frustrate people most many times it's a chil Hashem. It doesn't create actors. It, and who knows if it creates a really good business also. People make good businesses or people are really trying. There's a lot of big organizations who really work together and the people on top really treat their employees very, very well. So you see that... <clears throat> We have the ability to use our seichel. That's why you have to calm your nerve yourself. You have a little method before your husband goes in. For 10 minutes, a little bit. I'm having a little coffee. The kids going to be running around a little while, a little bit. Deep breath, whatever it is. Should be a little calmer when he walks in. And with children, you know, children coming in the house. Same thing. And children to parents, too. Especially when they get older. With respect to the parents, know where the parents are coming from. Get into the program. Don't try to fit your square into his or her circle, mama's circle. And you'll see progress. Now like we said the the no tension zone of encouraging, of saying sure, of saying of validating. We always mention the AAA, attention, give your mate a lot of attention, any good thing, jump jump up, jump up. Appreciation, if the money's coming in, or it's not coming, but he's trying, appreciate. Appreciate your wife, whatever she's doing at home. Appreciate, say it out loud. Sing a tune. Because Hashem's thoughts are on you. That's what Hashem wants you to do. He's putting you in this world. You have the opportunity, the power to make your mate. In point I told you weeks ago, a certain father was sitting with his daughter studying for regents and tests. He was very nervous, but as soon as the father sat, she started calming down. And he, he said to himself, told me, I don't know psychology. I don't, like you, I didn't bribe her with a million dollars. But Hashem gave a power and a father to sit with a child. Sit with each child. 
You don't you don't want to speak about to your children? So sit anyway. Sit near them. After a while you'll see there'll be a calmness created. And the mother to the children. And husband and wife too. No, when you can sit by your wife and sit next to her a few minutes just to hear her and listen and sit. It's a security. Not coming up with your comments and we have to do this, we have to do that. You create, Shem gave you this power. This If you don't use it, what's going to happen? 120, you are the husband. You have the opportunity to make this lady happy 24-7. Or many, much, much, you know, most of the time, instead, you just walked in and uh, you're in your, in your own world. And the other way around, too. So a person has that, that power. We mention all the time positive, constructive routines. Do unto others what you want to be done. A lot of it, we all want to be done. You want in the morning. It'd be nice if your husband and wife give you a little note saying have a good day somehow, and during the day a phone call, what do you need? When you come home, a nice welcome. These are all routines, nice routines that rekindle, that give you a calmness of mind, that help your nerves from burning out. And we mentioned the routine. You can go out once a week, an hour for a walk. It's cold outside, take your car and go to a place and get a little salad. But you can do a routine, a routine. Your wife, well, your case, you can't wait for Tuesday night when you go out for that hour walk or talk, whatever it is. It becomes such a nice routine. <clears throat> do one to others what they need. And you need it too. Before you open your mouth, what is the other person, what's good for the other person? If I was in the other person's shoes, would I like the way I'm saying it, how I'm saying it, what I'm saying it? We think twice after a while. If you forget, during the day, go over how you speak to your wife most of the time. Go over how you speak to your husband. Go over how you deal with your children. Don't just let the days go by. Look how you speak to your parents. <laughs> it's scary, right? We are, oh, chuva, I got to do chuva. What do I do? What do I think about? I just told you what to think about. How do you speak to your far husband? How do you speak to your wife? How do you speak to your parents? How do you speak to your children? How do you speak to your ch siblings? Every how you speak to your teacher, how you speak to your students. Rabbi too, how you speak to your Bakram. Mora, same thing. Go over these relationships. Go over, over, over each one. And you'll see, even a teacher who's 100% right in responding to a child, how to respond is a big thing. I told you a story. Certain men, Rabbi was working on, he was covered, he said, I can't ever, you know, somebody we react to a person who gets, who does something or react, but really our covered's involved. The honor of the, the Rebbe instead of what the, the student, the Bacha, really needs. So this Rebbe said, okay, we we know the rules, not eating in class. And he turned around and one student had one of these big bag of potato chips. I'm talking about like a 12 inch or more bag. And he, said, Go, he put, poured it right into his mouth in front of the Rebbe. The Rebbe had the opportunity in front of the class to give rebuke. A nice, nice yelling, and it would have been understood, the message. But the Rebbe looked at him and said, covered, covered, covered. He said, looked at him, he goes, what did you do what you did? And he, was, he says, because he sold to the Bacher, you're not going to get me upset, but 
we just said, and he has a book, what'd you do? He goes, well, I'm not at the Rebbe's level yet of understanding that. But the point of the matter is, this message got across even better. And got across the other boys too. So there's ways to get along. And the ways to talk to others. So think, a tshuva would be to go over each of your relationships today. And see what happens. Oh, I have to do it this way. No, no, no. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. After all, you'll see, even as a rabbi or a teacher, how much calmer you could be, how you can let things pass, and maybe how you say it and what you say and what you do. Husband and wife, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To love your mate, your spouse like yourself. Don't do to her or to him that you don't want done to yourself and people in general. And then remember, as you do that, you're going to see, you're going to create a love for other people. And in the love, again, we're on one big body. Jewish people are one big neshama. Oxley Shekel, half and half equal whole. So now we have a whole body. Uh, like Ram Meshura said, on Shabbos, one big body means you get for the Rukhnias, everybody else. One big body. They should go on the derech and go away from this and go toward this. And we go further, one big body, and this body is the only thought of the Boreolum. Only thoughts. And the Boreolum is the creator of the whole universe, every prat, every energy particle. Those past, future, and present. Hashem is here. He fills your world. You're in Hashem's world. Multi-power. Look what we have. So again, this has been Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. The text, 347-927-8398. And uh, here on the radio, from the radio to the phone, 712-432-4217. And www.jradio.com. It's a book, 140-page book. <clears throat> it's called Diamond Polishing. You can order it, no cost. They'll just send it to you by via your email at your job. You can get a whole text or speaking engagements or donate it to the station. Hashem should bless everyone with Hasloch and everything, Brooklyn and Kashmir's.